you know, folks, today we decided to do something different because, you know, you've been hearing us reviewing movies every week and there's nothing wrong with that, but we want to branch out and do other things. So today we're going to do what's called a franchise ranking. So it only made sense if we're going to do that to do a franchise that we've already reviewed, which is the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah, we originally meant to do this after we did, like literally the week after, but plans change shit happens cats are fluffy the usual stuff yeah you know we had it we sat down to do it and then i catch it jumped into vic's lap well that and i read online that there was a chicken nugget shortage so i said hey (sighs) let's go right now let's pause the podcast let's buy all the chicken nuts we can to make sure we're good for the future and then that took a couple days and we never got back to the podcast yep and that's when no bog nuggets showed up so that you know bringing the impossible chicken nuggets so if you ever run whenever we actually run out of chickens we still have plant-based It's the next nuggets. best thing, baby. All the vegans out there, vegetarians, jump on board. I'm trying to get some more vegetarian sponsors, too. So I'm working <laughs> on things behind the scenes. So anyways, today we're talking about the Nightmare on Elm Street series. This is so interesting. This is a new format for us. We've never done this in this format. The way to do it, as I see as most people on YouTube do it, is that, you know, we just go down the list, starting with uh, number nine, in this case, nine movies. And you'll give your number nine. I'll give my number nine. We'll give a few thoughts about each movie. And we'll see how me and Nick's opinions differ on the Nightmare series. We'll probably be mostly in step, but I'm curious to see what you come up with over there, with your, well, with your sick mind over there. So. Well, then let's stop jibber-jabbering about random shit. Get off the banter, and let's get to the rankings. All right. Well, that means number nine. And listen, this is going to be really controversial, but I'm picking the remake. <laughs> I mean, is not- that really supposed to be controversial? <laughs> Hey, no, we're like the, we're gonna be like that Facebook group. We're like, hey, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I think maybe the remake's not so good. So, believe it or not, there's actually a lot of people on that on a Facebook group that has defended this movie. Now, if you like the movie, that's fine. Obviously, we're every, all the movies are subjective. But no, no, I know why. I think it's because they're all under 21 years old. So the remake is the first nightmare movie they saw, and they actually have some weird connection to it nostalgia bias from their childhoods towards the nightmare remake which is sad <laughs> but no I, I don't think anybody over 30 defends this movie nah probably not but anyway yeah the movie is bottom of my list too it's boring they ruined the character of freddy all the special effects and technology we have in the 2010s and this piece of shit it has worse special effects than the original really bad cgi if you watch it with your brightness on your tv up you can definitely tell a lot of glaring issues that they try to cover up with darkness. Mara Rooney looks like she took sleeping pills before every scene. She and, looks like she's half asleep. And uh, Kyle, what's what's his majig drug face? He's a method actor because he took crystal meth. So. Yeah, he, he's definitely, oh my gosh. On well, to number eight. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't want to spend too much time on the remake. There's not too much to say about that. We, no, there maybe, with, oh, by the way, with everything we say here... Every single movie we're talking about, we have already podcasted about. So go back in our archives and you can get more information about each movie and more thoughts if you want on each movie. So, so number eight for me is Freddy vs. Jason. Ooh, okay. This, the reason, now, this is actually controversial. Because for, for me, you, yes. the only good part about this damn movie is the last 30 minutes. And to be honest, I'm only going to say 15 minutes out of that 30 because then the damn main characters get involved and it just... It makes it even dumber again. Whenever all the characters that isn't Freddy or Jason killing people get involved, the movie is very stupid. A lot of stuff that they end up saying or doing throughout the movie is just... It infuriates me to no end. The main actress, Monica Kina, 
does not do good in horror. And the fact that she can go onto a stage and claim to be the final girl of the final Freddy Krueger and Jason Voorhees movies before the remakes just bottles the mind. And it just... Damn, well, tell us how you look, though. You know what? I'm I'm getting like a... Um, PTSD from the Freddy vs. Jason podcast. I, I know this tone. I know this face. So, but, um, but, but that uh, is controversial because that's one of those movies that when it first came out, I don't think it was so widely liked, but it looks like the younger generation is starting to, pray, to your dismay, praise that. Because it's becoming a, a fan favorite. Because there is a ama- it's an amazing fight scene at the end, but the drag, the whole hour drag to get there, just... That last 30 minutes, though, for me, why... I have a little bit higher on my list is because for me, the last 30 minutes is it's still amongst the best 30 minutes of the entire series though. You got to give it that, but I don't want to spend too much time on this. Let's go to my number eight, which is not controversial, more in line with most people probably think part five, the dream child. Yep. Dream child. And I got one word described why it's so low on my list. Motherfucking Jacob, <laughs> the little child actor who is the creepiest little worst actor, the worst, worst, worst character in who's doing Freddie voice. Yeah, what's that, that damn voice? I can't. Even, I don't remember what anything he said, but well, the way my voice is now, I couldn't do it. Even nah, 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 no, I'm, I'm thinking of Dylan from that. But okay, but anyways, Jacob, that whole movie part five, terrible. I don't like Mark getting killed before what's her face, Yvonne, who to me was the most unlikable character in the series, is somehow alive at the end of the movie. Part five for me is number number my number eight, and I so, think that's probably pretty popular. So opinion, my so. number seven is part five. I figured so. so and it's and I'm not going to go into any more detail just because Vic said everything. So what's your number seven? Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> I think we're we're not we're we're not exactly on the same page, but we're just slightly off a little bit. Freddy vs. Jason for me, even though I just defended it, <laughs> I only liked it slightly more than you was, liked it. I was so. about to say you only defended the 30 minutes that I said was <laughs> good. <laughs> well, I I had to justify being ranked over part five. I couldn't understand why you would rank it over rank it below part five because but, listen, part five still had. One amazing kill scene. Oh my god! This is you're gonna as you think about part five, you're starting to think like, hey, wait a minute. I'm just saying, Freddy vs. Jason. That last half an hour, even though this movie is character assassination for Jason Voorhees more so than Freddy. So, Freddy is perfect in this movie. But yeah, that's my number number seven. So number six for me is the second one, Freddy's Ooh. Revenge. Interesting. We're we're in the same mold, but slightly off. But uh, tell me about. So the reason that? I have this down there is because. Be honest with you, this movie, whereas it's not a bad movie, but it's not a fun movie. You can definitely catch a lot of the homoerotic nature behind this movie, which makes the movie interesting in the fact that it is definitely not like any of the other Freddy movies. It makes it unique because there's a lot going on here beyond just Freddy killing Yeah, the only problem I have with this movie is it's just not fun compared to the other ones. Even It's not even fun compared to the first movie. And then not only that, but... Freddy is beaten by a fucking kiss, pretty much curing the main character of his gayness, even though Mark Patton is, you know, is gay. Actually, yeah. And he, and what, I saw on Shudder, he even has a whole documentary about how this movie almost ruined his whole career. I'm not gonna lie, that's a good damn documentary. You should watch that. Oh, uh, should? Okay. So I had Shutter last year and I watched it. I was like, oh, this is pretty damn good. I gotta watch um, it. Then. It actually gives a lot, and, and actually, all the actors from this are in that documentary, too. Oh, nice. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I This is where my list has changed 
when we just last reviewed the series because before we read the series, part two was going to be like in my bottom three probably, my bottom two or three. But watching it this time around and reviewing and analyzing it, I realized I liked it more than I had previously. It actually moved up on my list mm. and other ones moved down. And so if I go to my number six, is actually Freddy's Dead. <laughs> and what's funny is, as listeners may know, if you go back, like, I'm a big defender of Freddy's Dead. I, I You didn't defend that movie at all. I know because then I watched it. So <laughs> but, but previous to watching this time, it was in my top three or four for the series. And I listened to everybody online, the entire movie world shit on Freddy's Dead, like it's the worst movie ever. It's definitely not that. I mean, it's number six, so I don't think it's like a horrible movie. But part two is Leapfrog Freddy's Dead or Freddy's Dead in my mind. So that's my number six is Freddy's Dead. So my number five is Freddy's Dead. Perfect. I, I, I'm sensing we're, we're in the same mold here, but it's so the reason it, the reason I have it over part two is because yeah, the story to part two is better than the story to part six, but in my opinion, Freddy's Dead is a lot more fun. They de- especially Robert England had fun with this movie. He read the script, knew it was shit, and went, "I'm gonna have fun with it." I've always defended Freddy's Dead just on sheer fun and rewatchability. Yeah. You can say it's a dumb movie with a dumb plot, dumb story, but the rewatchability is there. Yeah, especially with Spencer just going through the house, punching a bunch of and, ra- random parts of the house, slamming his head up into the thing. And, and who, got, for, who can forget such fun lines as, nice hearing from you, Carlos? Or even funnier line of after Spencer slams his head into the ceiling, John Doe's like, oh, what do you call that? Rational? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just nonchalant. It's like... Just a just a slight change of make make John Doe your actual main character and have Maggie get killed halfway through and just change that around a little bit and that moves up a couple spots. Yeah, but then you wouldn't get your female lead even though we had Tracy, but... All right, my number five, part two. Okay, so number four. <laughs> I mean, Nine round officer four. I, I mean, I, just to go back, I mean, I, I kind of gave my thoughts already, but I think part two is, is kind of fun because there's a lot going on there and it's... It's not fun, but there's some... Well executed scenes there, and I, I like the character. So, so for my part four, for my number four is part four. My part four is also part four. So, well, we finally meet now, and, yeah. now, and now I think our list will become a little more predictable. Yeah. So, uh, to be honest with you, this one kills are pretty good. Pre- kills are pretty fun. Lisa Wilcox does an amazing job as Alice. The only thing I'm not a big fan of, which is why it's actually lower on this list instead of above my number three, is because they kill off. That we follow main characters from the third movie just to kill them off 30 minutes in and then have to hurry up and get to know this new group of characters. Yes. And the situation's already started. So at this point, it's like, I don't care about the characters now. I agree. I love the movie when it starts actually following the new characters because you felt like they just shoehorned in the characters from part three and then unceremoniously killed them very quickly. Um, I just wish we would have gotten more of the new characters uh, let me say the top four on the list for both those probably are movies we all highly recommend like i wouldn't skip any of these these top four movies part four has some cool visuals i definitely like lisa wilcox there's a couple scenes i like a lot but yeah basically the movie suffers only because it kind of takes off a half an hour in the first half an hour is just like settling things from dream warriors so still a fun movie though and actually i, I went back and forth with Part four versus my number three. They were I, I thought about it for a moment, but I decided to put this number four. But still highly recommended them. Yep. So number three for me is New Nightmare. Yes, for me also. <laughs> so the only re- and the reason why this movie, again, I already talked about why number four is not over this, but be honest with you, 
had they uh, let us follow the newer characters instead of wrapping up the whole Dream Warriors storyline with from part three, is this movie had one major glaring issue. For me, it was definitely the actor who played Dylan. I know he was a kid at the time, but as never sleep again. As we've established with the Nightmare on Elm Street series, they are not good with their kid actors. Nope. So that kid was the only bad part about that movie. Otherwise, it told an interesting story. It had some intense moments. The only other problem I had was Freddy. Instead of you know killing Nancy when he had the chance, he just fights her. Yes. This um, New Nightmare is a, a great movie. And actually, that's another one that I think probably would be... It might have been ranked higher for me, actually. It might have been my number two initially before this. But um, no, I think it's, I think it's fine, number three. There's, I, can't think, I can't complain about, much about this other than Dylan, the child actor. Mm. This storyline's amazing because it's meta. It's focusing on the actors from the Nightmare series. So it's like a perfect pre-scream. Like, I don't think that's ever been done before in movies. So it gets a lot of points for originality. Uh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just it's not a classic movie, and our top two are more actual classics, I would say. So number two for me is Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Wow, this is interesting. So You have one, don't you? No. <laughs> I, I did go with part three for number two, but as you may know, because I think we talked before, like this is a struggle for me. This is almost like they're on the same level. It's actually, at this point, just personal preference. I don't think I don't think either one's technically a better movie than the other. It's just about, I think, if you had to eliminate one, I would eliminate part three over part one. So, part one's more essential, even though part three may actually even be a better movie. I don't know, but... So, be honest with you, as Vic said, yes, it's more a personal preference at this point, because these two movies... If I remember correctly, I ranked them exactly the same. But the thing is, you also I, I have, think we both. I think we gave them both three and a half stars. Yeah, but so. these uh, movies also take place with a different uh, subgenre, whereas one was strictly horror. This part three was more fantasy, almost fantasy horror with a little with a little bit more action in it. Part three had a bigger budget and you had better special effects. Mm-hmm. You could tell there was more invested into it, and then also. Part three is the best Freddy. It's the best. Um, he's not a farce. He's not a farce yet, but he's not. Part one is like straight scary and doesn't have like the one-liners. Mm. This one has the one-liners too. The cast is great in part three. Um, yeah, part three is like it's it's so fun. Like so, from a rewatchability standpoint, I'd rather watch part three than part one. Um, but part one, and I guess we could just. Segue into yep. our number one, which yep. is part one. Number one is part one, and it's I mean it's it's Wes Craven at his apex though. So for me, I've always said a movie needs to have, especially a horror movie like the, this kind of movie, needs to have three essential things. You got your characters, you get your story, your story, your lore, yada yada, and then you get your scares. And this movie honestly gives you all three without missing a single beat, without one wasted scene. With part three, I remember there was some. Um, Leaps and bounds you needed to take with two scenes, and there was at least one or two wasted scenes. 
Whereas part one, they did not have one wasted scene. They, Every, didn't, they didn't have the budget for to have wasted scenes. <laughs> they, had, they had to film only what was essential. Yep. They ran out of money while filming it. So. Yep, but at the same time, Every scene that would every scene either had character development with the main major characters or it had lore development with Freddy or some of the other backstory about the town or the care or uh, the sheriff and the mother. Or you got the scare scenes, which is the dream sequences with Freddy himself. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. I think that um, part one, I think, really is like a top 10 horror movie of all time. It's like an essential horror movie, period. Um, for pure scares, the score in part one, listen that, watch that movie at night by yourself with the surround sound turned on. Oh, it's fun. And you'll be creeped the fuck out. No I doubt about it. it. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's like a perfect horror movie, man. Heather Langkamp is an amazing final girl as Nancy. Um, Giant Depp is not yet the Giant Depp we're going to know in the future, but you still kind of like his character. You feel bad when he gets sucked in the bed, I guess. Um, well, he should have listened to his girlfriend. Don't sleep. Not only are we ranking the franchise, we're ranking everything to do with Freddy, including Freddy himself. Sometimes you see in other franchise, other videos you see where they rank the mask for Jason or rank who is the best Michael Myers. So we're going to rank, this is kind of an odd thing to do, but we're going to rank the Freddy characters, the Freddies we liked in each movie. Let's go ahead and we'll start with number nine. What you got, Nick? Part five. Part five had the worst makeup I've ever seen for Freddy. He looked well, no, he didn't. weird. So for me, it's not. It's definitely not the worst in the franchise, but uh, it's just this Freddy. He's just he to me he really wasn't that comical. It he was definitely toned down a lot. It, at this point, he was there was nothing to be afraid of him. No. Well, in his comedy here, it didn't even work for me. Part five, the laughs really aren't there for me. Right now, and that said, this is definitely a dry gothic. They, they were going for a gothic type Freddy, but at the same time, it just the humor they try to throw in for this character didn't work for this movie. And from a strength standpoint, he got beat by Jacob the Kid. Yeah. Jacob kicked his ass in the, the movie, and that's mm-hmm. unforgivable, Freddy. Unforgivable. What's your number nine? Part five. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I thought you were going to do... <laughs> I thought I'd mention that, but... No. Okay, number eight for me is, honestly, for the makeup, Freddy's dead. I went with Freddy's Dead also. <laughs> Not even for the makeup. To me, this is like, you know... Some of the comedy was actually in it for me this time. I just didn't care for the makeup. And to be honest, as we brought up strength in the previous one, he gets his ass kicked without putting up a good fight. And this is after seeing his backstory of him being able to take pain and then gets his ass kicked to a woman who's never fought before. Yeah, you know, it's not so much the over-the-top comedy. It's just that... He's just not dangerous in this movie. There's plenty of scenes in this movie where he encounters somebody and doesn't kill them. He beats them up, or he gets beat up, or he does a a speech or a monologue. And again, his daughter, one-on-one combat, beats his ass at the end of this. So not not strong for me. All right, so number seven. um, This is where I'm sure we're going to take a major turn. For me, it's part two. No, I got part two. Oh, really? Yes, because part two Freddy is just confused. (laughs) What? He has this weird plot to uh, go into Jesse's body and what? He never brings this idea up again in the future. So. Well, I think that's because this movie with it with the homoerotic subtext. I think Freddy's supposed to be like the embodiment of his gayness, which is fine. But in the Nightmare series, <laughs> it feels a little bit out of place. That's why so. the movie the movie itself was ranked low because it's not. Whereas the story is fine, the movie it's the movie's just not fun. It's kind of, it kind of leaves a bad taste in my mouth when I think about it. 
I don't I don't mind the movie, but I feel like at this point, Freddy's he's not the same as part one. They're this, pretty much this, saying this, that the gay scene, is, being gay is a demonic issue. <laughs> I'm just say the scene where Freddy comes out in the pool party <laughs> is egregious. Right. That's just silly. So okay, so so number six for me is action is Nightmare on Elm Street four. Ooh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> so four for me, because yeah, this is this is pretty much uh, a tone down from the previous Freddy we ended up getting in part three. This Freddy, whereas still dangerous, some of the lines he comes out with just it, it does not add dark humor in my eyes. It's just regular humor of trying to make a laugh, and I'm still thinking. So this is where you're going comedy. I don't. I didn't watch you for comedy. I'm watching you for kills. I want. I'm watching you get my heart racing. I don't want my heart racing because I'm laughing. I like. I, will, I, I like Funny Freddy. So this. I is, will this still say his makeup in this one at least is still pretty decent, but you can also see the drop in quality. So for me, this is where we definitely differ. This is where I placed remake Freddy. So Jack Earl Haley. I know you. You actually placed the remake Freddy a little bit higher than I expected you to. Well, I think most fans automatically would rank him last out of maybe just loyalty to Robert England. I didn't want to do that. I was thinking, okay, realistically, his Freddy is still vicious, still very aggressive. He's doing the Batman thing, the Christian Bale Batman thing, where he has like the <laughs> the voice and stuff, and he has a couple lines that are among the best lines. That's why I give him credit. But does it feel like Freddy Krueger? For me, it doesn't feel like the Freddy that I know. So, the remake Freddy, is Jack Arrow Haley is part five for me. And yeah, same thing. You know, he's still, for this Freddy, he still makes Freddy intimidating. This is not a man I want to see in my damn dreams. He will fuck me up. Yep. Only, and especially since... Yeah, whereas Freddy can do a lot of things being in a dream, you can definitely tell they took a serious tone with this Freddy. He is someone who is out for revenge, even though that revenge makes no sense when you find out the whole stupid little twist. It, it's end. no fault of his, the fault of the writing to make it seem like maybe yeah. he was innocent halfway through. And then yeah, but I, every single time I watch this movie or someone says anything about this movie, I will still defend Jackie Earl Haley because he did the best he could with what he was given. He's a shining gold nugget in a pool of shit. Yeah, exactly. He is our no bog nugget. What? <laughs> trying, to ruin, trying to ruin our sponsorship. <laughs> Those tasty nuggets will not be besmirched by you, sir, right? How dare you? Um, all right, what number are we on? Oh, okay, I'm on, my, I'm on number five, I think? Yeah. All right, now... I'm going to go Dream Master Freddy also. So Dream Master Freddy, I think, to me, he is funny. He hasn't quite jumped the shark as five, part five Freddy. I mean, Rick, you little meatball. I, just, I, I get a lot of that line. For oh, some Rick, you little meatball. Yeah, it's, it's you can tell they're they're on the uh, the downward slope to like super funny Freddy. But um, I, I like part four Freddy. I like his character, actually. I feel like his character's strong. I mean, from a strength standpoint, he whoops the Dream Warrior's ass in the first 20 minutes of the movie. You shouldn't have buried me. I wasn't dead. That's a pretty funny line. So, I, he's kind of like he's like he's like middle of the pack. He's the average Freddy. So, <laughs> well, number four for me is Freddy versus Jason Freddy. You know, same thing. We also. Oh, okay. I I, I try, and it's funny. I try to. I almost put 
this one higher because Freddy's a badass in Freddy vs. Jason. He actually sort whoops, whoops so, Jason's ass. So, yeah, when you're thinking... Because every scene with Freddy in it is a good scene. It's the best part of the movie. Yeah, the only thing I have an issue with... And this is really no real fault to the... Because the makeup is actually really good. Freddy himself is away from the comedy Freddy and more at seriousness with a few quips here and there. But the part I have an issue with is he doesn't have... He still doesn't have a whole lot to do in this movie until the end. Yeah. Until the actual fight, he's on the back burner. There's there's not... There's actually not really any Freddy... De- there's like one or two scenes that Freddy actually gets the kill. Yeah. This is not most a- of the time it's Jason. That's yeah. why I always tell people this is more of a Jason movie if you're looking at kills. If you're looking at the tone and atmosphere feels like a Freddy movie. Yeah, because and Freddy's the, the, the villain. And the setting. You're in the yeah, mostly in the nightmare setting. Yeah. Because when you look at it, Freddy is the major villain, whereas Jason's more of an anti murderous hero. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you know, I love this performance by Robert England. It's only it's only hair because like I said the other ones are better but yeah got, but I he's also, the highlight of this movie so. I will also say the demon Freddy makeup is actually is one of my best Freddy makeups I've ever seen I'm just mad it only lasts for like two seconds yeah true <laughs> all right number three new nightmare ah okay interesting. I actually went with New Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> I think I get the feeling I know where our next two is going to be. I try to sell that as like a difference, but... <laughs> nope. And folks, by the way, we we, all, we both, uh, you know, just separately created these lists, so there's been no interaction about this. Ahead of nope, time. but no, New Nightmare for me. Freddy is definitely supposed to, be, supposed to be darker in this. To be honest with you, the makeup, you know, I, it just looked more like a mask over actual burn, burn face. It looked good in the nighttime scenes, like when he first comes out the closet. It, because you can't see the full makeup. It looks effect. awesome when it's in like broad light. Then you're like, ooh. Ooh, yeah. I do like how looks obviously like a, they, looks like a Mexican pizza. What I do like is that they made Freddy a little bit bigger. They obviously had to put that mat, that padding all over Robert England. Yeah, but also bigger. he's wearing like the tall leather, uh, not leather, leather ca- the leather trench coat. Yeah, he, he, the hat. No, it is like a. It is the most serious version of Freddy, probably. Mm-hmm. And he's really not... I mean, he has his one-liners, but they're all I dark. think the only one-liner, besides the end, which is where it killed... Is the fight scene is where it killed it for me. He's said way too many one-liners there. The one one-liner that was really amazing is the first time he talks in the whole damn movie. Where he just jumps out of the closet and goes, Miss me. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, he's not overexposed in the movie, too. He's really, like, in the shadows. Right. Um, I think... I think Robert Lingamai said that like this is his favorite, um, not this is his favorite nightmare film. I think is actually a new nightmare, and I think it's because it's just so unique and Freddy's unique. So, so number two is the very first Nightmare on Elm Street. Agreed. Now I almost ranked, um, I almost ranked this below New Nightmare Freddy. To me, the first Freddy, I feel like I got a blind loyalty towards uh, first Freddy because it's the first time you see him. Um, so for me, it's but not... but it, but I but I but what I like about him is that there's really no sense of humor. It's just all pretty much scary Freddy. So for me, I put this as my number two because I actually like this version of Freddy. The only he's I like him, but I don't know if I love him. He's definitely a lot darker. His makeup is honestly the best I've ever seen it. Besides, really, besides Freddy versus Jason. 
This is one of my favorite makeups. You actually looks like a burn victim. The meat's just coming off of his face. He's literally someone you definitely don't want to see in a back alley. Oh, wait. Tina does. Yeah, well. Bye-bye, Tina. <laughs> that didn't work out too well, though. There's one funny scene where he's running in the back alley, <laughs> and his arms are like, Matt, if you, if you watch that, it's pretty hilarious. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's nothing against this, Freddy. I think that it's one of the scariest versions of Freddy. Mm. It's not if, you're expe- if you love if you love funny Freddy, I wouldn't necessarily point to this one, but I do think it's effective and his character is the best because he's the most creepiest, he's the most vicious. I think what he does to Tina is pretty. D- that's not just a kill scene. That's like a my god. And then, <laughs> oh yeah, he was brutal with her. What he, what he does to Giant Depp, I mean, goodness sakes. Yeah. So my favorite. And, well, our favorite and our best imper- uh, interpretation of Freddy is part three. He, you get the perfect mix of horror, you get the perfect mix of comedy, and you also get the fact that Freddy, even though he may not be as brutal... Actually, no, he's very brutal in this damn movie. He is. He's inflicting a lot of pain on these characters. Oh, yeah, the... Except um, for walking, walking a guy like stringing up his arms, yeah, and walking him up to a damn yeah, top of building to throw him off, like that's just like that dude has to know he's gonna be flying off a building. But the fact that he's getting tortured and right, the only the only part I wish they would have done better is the nerd's death scene. I still like that because the the line is just like you know what do you say? I don't believe in fairy tales. <laughs> Sorry, kid, I don't believe in fairy tales. Oh, that was great. And and you know what? Think about in this movie. Get Freddy Snake. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, it's supposed to be a penis. And he looks at Nancy and says, yo, and the recognition. This, this is, you're right, this is the perfect mix. This is not too funny. But he's not he's not taking himself too seriously. But you still get the lines. While still, being, while still being extremely brutal. No, this is by far the probably the best Freddy in the entire franchise. Yep, 100%. I'm on board with that. I mean, ranking the Freddy is tough because, I mean, Robert England is good in every movie. Mm-hmm. Like he's Fred, the only shining star in it. Freddy's always stand out, so it's like all of them are pretty damn good. So I was thinking we're thinking more about just how the characters written and stuff like that. So how the makeup was. Well, all right, so we have one more ranking to do, Nick. It's time to rank the final girls in uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street series, and this is a tough one. Not because, really, because so I don't know if we did it the way I did. It. I'm doing it. I'm gonna be like actually going. I'm, I'm still having. I'm, I have nine rankings. Obviously. And so we're going to have some of the same actresses over and over again on the list, but ranking which ones you like them and more, I guess. So Yeah, I'm going with which ones I like most. Yep. So Number nine? Number nine for me. And I forgot the character's name, but I know the actress. Monica Kina. Ooh. And Freddy vs. Jason. This actress, I've seen her in comedies that she did decent in, but at the same time, she does not belong in horror. She makes the dumbest faces. She's does said the dumbest lines. She has done so much bullshit that I'm just sitting there thinking, how are you still alive? What makes you think that Freddie in the, what, four years, in the four years that he has was not able to kill somebody, somehow killed your mom, how are you too stupid to keep the damn uh, storylines together? And again, I don't put that on the actress, but that that's more of the writing. But, oh, she I just could not get behind this girl as our final girl. I'd rather get behind, I think her friend's name was Angela. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Edit that part out. <laughs> hey, look, 
When That's th- how pissed I am. And when I think of Monica, when I think of Monica Kina, I got one thing to say. Freddie died by fire. Jace my water. How can we use that? <laughs> That's, I think that just says enough, right? So, I mean, that's, that's what stands out to me. But again, that's more of a, that's more most likely the writer's fuck up, not really her. Well, but she still, she's done it. She didn't elevate the material to anything. But that said, she's not my number nine. It would be the sleepy one. Oh, remake Mar- Nancy. Mar- Mar- Maroonie's Nancy. <laughs> you know, if you're going to name a character Nancy and have her take the throne from Heather Langenkamp and a remake, a reboot, whatever you want to call it. You tip. I don't even want to say cast a better actress, but I don't know what the hell she was doing in this movie. Well, she wasn't likable. She wasn't sympathetic. She wasn't sympathetic. She wasn't tough. She wasn't anything. Well, you did mention. I hate her. You did mention that this actress did not doesn't like horror, and she doesn't like the franchise. So once she had such a bad time making this movie, she considered quitting Hollywood after this movie. Yeah, and again, as we said in that podcast, I'm glad she didn't. She's a good. She's a great actress. Now, this movie, she you could definitely tell the life was not in her eyes. No, the life comes out of the screen basically is, is sucked out of the movie anytime she's on screen so that she's my number nine but you might as well let me do my number eight because it is my kakina so I'll well get that you might as well point, do so. my number eight which is remake nancy all right yeah well there we go so <laughs> we can just move on to number seven tonight. number seven is again i forgot her name but it's lisa zane from freddy's dead yep that's what i got mainly because this character did not need to be our final girl she honestly I would have been happy if she did die in it. Her character was the one who made all the stupid decisions that got everybody killed. Yeah, I didn't. I don't hate her, but I just feel like she wasn't developed well in this movie. Unfortunately, Lisa Zane has one expression, which is like almost crying face, just like Malakina actually has as well. But um, and I thought that you know they made a mistake in having her as the main character over John Doe, who we actually followed from the beginning. It felt like more like the main character. Yeah, and then her whooping Freddy's ass seemed like a little bit of a stretch there. So, yep. So number six for me, it was Lisa, right? From which from part, part two? Part two. Oh, well, I got an interesting twist in this though. Mine is Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> he is the final I'm girl. Going, right? I'm going with final girl. Jesse really was more <laughs> of a victim because Freddy took over at one point, leaving Lisa as the final girl. I get it. I guess you can go with that. I'm going to say Jesse because final girl, it doesn't have to technically be a girl. It means like the final. Well, final character. Yeah. Know, the main character. The, I mean, the main you, hero. You think of Jesse basically more. But her name is Lisa though. So you can, yeah, you can so use that. Yeah. So I'm just saying Lisa because even though sacrilegious me put a redhead low on the list. Well, how, how dare you? I know, right? Betray yourself like but this. But at the same time, you know, the actress, meh. The whole way she beats Freddy is I just the retarded. Was, the actress was okay. She did a good job. That's why I said meh. Oh, all right. I, I, her character, but her... I mean, I, we've seen better in this franchise. We've seen worse, though, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I already named the worst. She did an honorable, honorable job for giving the task of being the final girl to the final boy. And she didn't let her dad shoot Freddy. I mean, that that's the dumbest thing right there. Is you obviously see that whatever you did to Freddy still did not affect Jesse... Because Jesse comes out of a whole burning pit of fire. So I got Jesse, who I just... Also from part two. Oh, I'm just going to say is basically the final main character who does a good job. But the problem is, what the hell is the the goal of his character? (laughs) What is Freddy trying to do? It's just all mixed up and muddled. And you're right. The end is basically him getting saved by Lisa. So it's kind of skewed as to who the final girl is. Um, But props to both the actress who played Lisa and Mark Patton. 
like I said, there's better, definitely better, but definitely a lot worse too. So, well, here we come. So, I'm giving it really my five and four in the same one because it's the same person, Alice. Mm. Whereas, especially from part five, Lisa Wilcox just did not seem all that there for this movie. Because it was part five. Yeah. She read the script and said, oh, what? Jacob the child. Yeah, I'm starting to think she tried to get fired. I mean, she obviously did a better job in four, but still not enough to be over the other three I got, which is why she's literally five and four for me. Interesting. Okay. I got... Well, this is what will actually differ a little bit. <clears throat> so for my number five, I actually have part five, Lisa. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to part five, Alice. So mine are separated because I got a different part four. So part five, uh, Lisa, we'll say part, I'll say part five, Alice. Her name's Lisa Wilcox, but part five, Alice, I feel like she's established from the last one. So you do care about her character, but she's not given much to work with as far as the script goes. And Really, the focus is heavily on her child. Um, so she does what she can with the, with the script there, but I don't think part five is like the Alice that people will remember and love. So mm-hmm. um, my number four, actually, believe it or not, so it's tricky because I'm thinking of part three, right? Mm-hmm. But you're a sorry cat. Did you go with Nancy for part three as the final girl or Kristen? Because I'm thinking Kristen. I was go, I go. I went with Kristen because Nancy okay, that's dies. Not, okay. So I have Kristen, part three Kristen, in my number four spot. Um, I think it's great, but actually I think what hurts her is that she's, she's sharing the spotlight with Nancy. Nancy. So it feels like they're both the final girls. So even though they're both good, it's kind of like they're, it's kind of confusing who is the final girl there because it is, they get probably equal, equal screen time, but really... Mm-hmm. Nancy kind of saves the day, it feels like, at the end, in a way. So that's what I only think I hold against Kristen. She's awesome, but I don't put her in my top three just because of she's kind of um, um, Meh. Co, co-lead with Nancy. So. so my number three is Patricia Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> I was guessing that. I mean, so, <laughs> yeah, Patricia Arquette. Now, she... Did it a, she did a good job as a character, but, you know, the way she was written, yeah, she was cold. And when Nancy does jump on screen, she's pretty much given on the back burner. When she should have been, when, be honest with you, I would have given Nancy more the back burner. Because we already seen Nancy's story in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Nancy already knows every, as much as one person can know about Freddy. So, the only scenes really Nancy should be in is discussing... Things with Fre- things with Freddie. We didn't really need her trying to get to her dad until the. Because to be honest with you, I also almost put the damn doctor as the final girl. You know my theory. Is, <laughs> my theory is that the doctor. Nobody, no, nobody ever says this, but the doctor is the main character in part four or part three. The doctor is the main character because you kind of follow him. He's the one that interacts with Freddie's mom, the nun. Yep. And he's the last one there at the end who you follow. You don't follow Chris at the end. No. So it's like that part three is. Part maybe, three's weird. It maybe, has like three main characters. That's kind of, the, I guess the strength though is like you have, you think about it, you have three main characters. It's hard mm-hmm. to distinguish that. I didn't even say him, but you're right. Um, well, what's it, he was probably the main dude, but I don't know. Yep. So what's your number three? I think I already know what it is. No, this is going to be controversial. Oh, okay. It's going to be. My, my part three is uh, New Nightmare Nancy. 
Yep, I was about to, okay. So New Nightmare Nancy is, I think it's, uh, I think Heather Langkamp is a great actress in that. And she does a wonderful job. But she doesn't really go through any conflict until like the second half. Freddie doesn't even show up until the second half of the movie. And again, she's kind of taken away. I feel like her son kind of takes away from her. <laughs> Because her focus mostly is on being a good mom, and she does a good job of that. That's no disrespect to her. I just at this point, the top three is all gonna be personal preference. Um, but I think this was my second favorite Heather Langham performance in the series. So yeah, that's all. So uh, my number two is New Nightmare Nancy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> of course. So New Nightmare Nancy. Yeah, she doesn't really get. She, she has this little mystery going on. She's showing that she's a good mom, even though I, I would have thrown this kid out the fucking window or let him fall off the uh, the spaceship. To be honest with you, if this cool. was my son. Child abuse. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> but to be honest, she's showing she, the movie shows plenty of times she's a good mom. She's a good friend to all these other actors she was a good wife until her husband passed away and she continues to be a good overall strong female character i don't know if she was a good boss though i have my theories that the babysitter was underpaid and that her limo driver was underpaid too yeah probably and her babysitter dies but that at, alone makes her not a good employer because her babysitter died on her watch right but at the same time uh she's still a strong a strong character that literally purposely goes into freddie's domain to fight Demon Freddy. Yeah, but that ending is terrible, though. <laughs> yeah, it was, but you still got to give her props. I guarantee you most women would not do that. They'd be like, oh, well, I'm, okay, I can always find me a new man to make me a new kid. Very few. You have to get <coughs> to the elite Scream Girl territory, Scream Queen territory. That's, uh, that's Oh, yeah. That. So, <laughs> this is controversial. <laughs> and I'm not doing this just because I want to interview her one day. Part 4 Alice is my number two. Now, oh, I thought you were about to say part one, Nancy. <laughs> oh no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disrespecting the Holy Grail. Get out of here. <laughs> part four, Alice. For me, even though I feel like she didn't get in the last, she she kind of was also hurt by the fact that the first fifteen minutes are focused on Kristen. But once you focus on the second group, I feel like in the last hour of Dream Master, I feel like she's the strongest main character in terms of her interaction with her friends, her getting her friends' powers how she fights Freddy in the church at the end. And then the character of Alice has an arc where she's like kind of shy and really introverted. And you can see her kind of open up as the movie goes. They do a good job of that. So that's my number two, which I well, think makes our number one pretty predictable. So Part one, Nancy. Part one, Nancy is the holy grail of Scream Queens up there with Sidney Prescott and uh, Laurie Strode yep. and um, whoever the... The, the girl in Troll 2 was. I mean, that elite list is like just untouchable, you know? Those and then the girl from Troll 2. I mean, you just can't, you can't do it. What are you doing? Hey, put that pen down. <laughs> He's abusing his, po his podcast host. All right. In all seriousness, though, that is the Holy Grail. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Nancy Thompson, part one. Yep, start. You can definitely tell she starts off the movie innocent, sort of. I mean, she's still a teenage girl. No, she is, though, because Johnny Depp's complaining that she won't they sleep with them. So, yeah, but no. she starts off innocent, not really wanting a, any kind of conflict, even though her one of her friends is literally a bad boy, Rod Lane. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see them actually hanging out. Really but well. she's still, after 
Tina dies, she starts growing as a character and something happens and instead of being too scared to do anything, she actually just gets up and goes to investigate, which obviously is a is the movie trope where she should have died. Um, yes. But then shows how she knows this, she read the situation correctly and woke herself up out of the situation. She then got stronger throughout the movie, eventually setting traps for Freddy. And Hey, and by the way, this is before Home Alone, so she didn't have the benefit of seeing Macaulay Culkin. She mm. set her own booby traps to put Macaulay Culkin to shame. Yep. Maybe Jigsaw is actually Nancy Thompson. Yep. And the only downside to her character is, you know, she didn't get to be with Glenn because Glenn is kind of part of a hey, bed now. She told him no matter what, don't fall asleep. Yeah, he Nancy, didn't you, need, you need smarter boyfriends. Yeah. That's what Neil Gordon was supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she none of her relationships worked out damn well, it man be fair neil sur- neil survived until a comic came out kind of think of it even a new nightmare her husband died <laughs> don't don't date <laughs> heather langkamp or no don't go near nancy Thompson if you're gone yeah, all right jesus so all right well listen that's that's uh i think that's it for now so we're gonna do more of these episodes in the future maybe we'll do the scream franchise pretty soon oh, too. yeah we did just all right but for freddie fans i think that's it for freddie for now until they make a new Freddy movie, hopefully in the future, but maybe not. Oh, wait, they yeah. did make, do one more thing with Robert England as Freddy. There was an episode of a thing of the show was called Modern Family. I know what you're talking about. I've seen the YouTube clip. <laughs> that was a good, he did a good job of Freddy still, even, even now. So. <laughs> it's funny. Good stuff. That would rank as my least favorite Freddy, though. Because he just he looked kind of well, like... Well, from what I understand, they also didn't auto-tune his voice to make it deeper like they used they to. They didn't auto-tune it, and you could tell he's like a much older... Right. Maybe he's a dream... A dream master. He shouldn't really age like that. So anyway, so everyone, as usual, I'm gonna give you my normal outro. You don't have to go home, but you gotta sit down and watch all the Freddy movies in one night. Otherwise, Jigsaw's gonna come in, tie you down to a chair, and say if you don't watch them within ten hours, you're fucked. Yep. And if you have to only watch a few of them, watch the ones we ranked in the top four or five. <clears throat> don't necessarily watch part five. Skip to the last half an hour, of Freddy vs. Jason. And the remake, just go ahead and skip all together. Unless, unless that's Jigsaw's trap, is you have to stay awake the whole 10 hours watching just Nightmare on Elm Street remake, or you die. Then you're screwed. Just pick death at that point. Yep. Yeah, no matter what kind of torture, Jigsaw's not going to be able to torture you enough anymore. All right, folks, till next time, you take care. Bye-bye.